Hey, what's up, it's Jared. Today we are gonna talk about how to manage projects for freelancing. If you are a freelancer, you have a lot of plates that you have to keep spinning. Not only are you going to be doing the work that your client wants, but you have to maintain that client relationship, keep the communication going, do the billing, all of that stuff, and as a freelancer, that can be a lot. So over the years, as I have gone from freelancer to uh, like a business owner, design firm with all of the different employees and different things going on and then scale, things have moved around a lot. The number one thing that has maintained is that that client communication and having the information available so that you can get the things done and communicate the things is super important. And I wanted to talk about how my process works. I am now more a freelancer uh, in the sense where I'm doing most of the work and the communication and everything myself and occasionally outsourcing some of that when I need additional assistance. And so this is my process. I utilize Notion right now heavily for this entire process. And I wanted to walk you through how that works out for me so that you can take maybe a tidbit of information back and hopefully improve your process uh, and what you're offering your clients through as well. So the first thing that I'm going to assume is that you already have this client that they are already an active client, somebody that you've done business with before, you've already had some form of communication with them and you're moving forward on a new project. Maybe in another video, if you're interested, I'll talk about that whole process of uh, you know, getting a client request, doing the proposal or the estimate process and the pricing and all of that stuff. If you're interested in something like that, definitely let me know down in the comment section below. But we're gonna assume that you already have this client and that you're just adding new projects or new tasks into your, uh, your pipeline to move forward on. So typically those come into me through either an email, a phone call, uh, a contact form on my website, and yes, even sometimes text messages. Sometimes I get text message requests, usually for more simple tasks from my clients, but most of the time these things are coming through in a phone call or an email. So the first thing that I do is open up Notion and I enter in that into in my interaction calendar. My interaction calendar is where any interaction that I have with a client or a contact goes, and that is where I'm able to keep track of everything that happens on the date that it happens, and also tie that into a lot of other things as we'll get into as we get further into this video. So when I enter in that interaction, I'm also gonna link it to my client, uh, their entry and my client CRM. Their entry in the client CRM is kind of the hub that everything else is going to connect to that we talk about uh, in this video. And so if I did not know where anything was, I can go to my client in the client CRM and I can see all of the interactions, all of the projects, the tasks, notes, anything that is linked will tie back to that client. And so it makes it really nice to be able to connect everything and interlink everything in that way. So the next thing I do is create a note in my notebook and I link that to my client and the interaction as well. This is all, it sounds like a lot of work, but it actually goes really fast as you're just kind of going and toggling and checking things off. And I enter in any requests, any questions, any action items that I need in that note. That is kind of the catch all place for this interaction that I had with my client, this request that they're gonna have. It may include tasks that are gonna have to be added later um, or information that would help me better price this request because a lot of times when I do get a request, I have to come up with a price and send that back. 
So this note is gonna contain all of those things and the note is gonna to connect to the client CRM uh, entry and it's also gonna to connect to the interaction. And then of course, uh, any information on the scope of the project, the price, the estimate and all that stuff, I will also include in the note so I just have all of it right there and connected. Even though I don't do my invoicing in something uh, like Notion, I do all of my invoicing and even submit my estimates through FreshBooks, which is the sponsor of this video. So FreshBooks is the tool that I've been using forever for invoicing and estimates. I have been utilizing this tool since I think 2007 or 2008, a long time ago, when I wanted to cut back on having to send out paper invoices. I hope that you're not still sending out paper invoices and that you've moved on, uh, but FreshBooks gives you a very nice interface for sending invoices, even recurring invoices, charging credit cards, entering payments, all of that stuff, and creating estimates to send to your clients, all from an easy web interface, an iPad app, or a smartphone app, and it is fantastic. If you click the link in the description below, you will get a special offer and an extended trial period from FreshBooks. So make sure to check that out. Of course, clicking that link also helps support the channel here. So moving on to creating the project or task, small requests are just gonna be tasks. Like I said at the beginning, sometimes I get those small tasks that are like, can you just update this thing or make this little change? I don't need to create a whole project for that in Notion. I'm just going to create a task and I'm gonna link it to the interaction and to the client and be done with it. But bigger things that are gonna take me a little bit more time are going to become projects. Those are the kind of things that I, um, I don't really wanna bill hourly for because a lot of people get kind of frightened by hourly billing unless uh, you've already agreed upon that with them. A lot of my clients would prefer to have kind of a fixed price for what I'm going to be doing for them. So with that, uh, smaller requests are just going to be tasks and I typically do bill like at the end of the month based on the amount of time that I have, uh, have been doing tasks for that client throughout the month. Sometimes it's quarterly. But bigger requests are going to be entered into a project and then tasks will be assigned underneath that project. So we're going to go ahead and create a project with a due date and fill out whatever I can in regards to that project. And of course, that project is going to be linked to the client. It's going to be linked to the interaction and it's going to be linked to the note that I previously had created. And then from there, I'm gonna create tasks with due dates underneath that. These are the required tasks in order to complete the project. I may not have all of this information yet. I may have to go and enter in tasks as they come up. But when I do enter these tasks, they're gonna be linked to the project. And uh, of course, I can always go to that project and see all the tasks that I have there. And uh, of course, I could even do a search in Notion as well. There's lots of different ways that I can get at just that information. So with larger projects, I typically will create milestones within that as well. Milestones are either breakpoints in which communication is gonna take place with the client or a deliverable, a portion of a deliverable is going to go to the client. So I'll set milestones and typically those are already communicated with the client. Um, it may be like a phase one, phase two, phase three within a project where uh, certain, those are like milestone points and certain pieces of the work are going to be delivered. For example, if I was going to do a complete website redesign that included a logo design and maybe even some business cards and stuff like that, that might be a three 
three-phase process where the logo is number one, the print products are number two, and the website is number three or something like that. And those would be big milestones in which I would have uh, communication points with my clients that also included deliverables. So depending on what that looks like, I will map that out. Sometimes I will just put it in the actual page as here's what I'm going to do, and then I will build that out a little bit later or add notes in. This is not something that has to be clearly defined and even the same every time. I just like to have the information there so that it makes it easy for me to go back and look and see what the expectations are that my client will have. So the next thing I do is create a local assets folder on my computer, somewhere where I can access whatever assets I need across different devices that I may be working on. So a lot of times I am using Dropbox. Of course, if it's smaller files, Dropbox is typically what I do because that's gonna sync to my laptop, it's gonna sync to my desktop, and I can also access all of those files on my other devices. Uh, often for larger files, I will keep them stored in Google Drive so that I can access them and pull them down when I need to, but I like to have stuff local if at all possible so that it's much easier for me to get through the process. If I find myself somewhere and not having an internet connection or not having a very strong one, it's a bummer not to be able to work on a project or a task because I needed to pull some sort of a file down. Of course, that's not very likely these days, but having everything local is great because I can uh, take files and uh, that are in Dropbox and edit them or use them. If I need to make changes to them, that's great. And then when I get to an internet connection or a better connection, it's gonna sync those across to my other devices and everything is gonna be up to date. It isn't until the project is completed that I then archive all of that to Google Drive where I have unlimited data and storage there uh, for backups because I have uh, the G Suite unlimited plan and I have taken advantage of backing up everything to G Suite. So usually locally I have stuff in Dropbox and I back everything else up to Google Drive when I am done. So now we're gonna talk about actually completing the work. So I'm gonna work on my tasks by priority. And sometimes that can be kind of tricky because you don't necessarily know what is a higher priority. That's gonna come down to whether or not you had milestones and where those tasks fit into those milestones and just the, the importance in which the client needs specific work done. If there are many different things within a project, you're gonna to need to understand what your client wants those to come to them and in and, and what order. And that means putting a priority on them and working on them in that priority. If there is no priority that's been handed down or decided upon with you between you and your client, then you kind of prioritize them yourself based on the order in which you think it's gonna make the most sense for you to complete them. And I do my best to try and complete them in that order. This is the planning ahead process. Planning ahead and deciding the priority makes it much easier for me to identify what task I need to work on instead of looking at a big batch of tasks and thinking, oh my gosh, what should I work on today? Which sometimes can result in me having a break in my productivity. So I also stack questions or feedback. I used to send my clients an email whenever I had a question and sometimes they'd have like two or three or four questions uh, to get back to that were all in separate emails. And I know that's super annoying to get all of those. And so I try to stack all of my questions or feedback that I have for the client and then send all of that at once. I use an email application called Spark that is cross-platform 
I think the only thing they don't have right now is a Windows app, but they have an Apple-specific uh, Mac app. They have apps for your tablets and your smartphones on Android and, and iPhone. And I like using that app because I can schedule emails to send later, which means I can reopen them and add more to them. But then at the end of the day, if I don't have anything else to add, it's just going to send it off. And so I will write my email like it is complete. I will schedule it to send at the end of the day. And then I can go and add in additional questions or feedback or comments that I have in that email. And if it's done, then it's done and it just sends. And I don't have to remember at the end of the day to do that because it's already sent set up and scheduled. That's a neat feature of the Spark application. And there are other applications that allow for this. I just really like using Spark right now. So also don't stay stuck on a task for too long. I talked earlier about not having a plan or a priority for your tasks and how that can lead to a lack of productivity. If you get stuck on a task, that can also hinder your productivity as well. I'm gonna talk about this in a future video, so make sure to click that subscribe button and hit that bell icon to be notified because I've got more videos like this coming out soon. And so don't get stuck. If you stick on a, on a task and you feel yourself like heading into a rut, like you can't figure this specific thing out, then just defer it and move on to the next one and move on to the next task in the priority list and then go back to it. It is okay to jump around. Don't feel like just because you set a priority that you have to stick to it. That perfectionism of feeling like you have to go in order or complete things in the order that you previously decided can also hurt you. It's good to have a plan, but it's also good to be flexible so that you don't find yourself getting stuck on something which is demotivating. And demotivating means it's going to take you a lot longer to get this project done. So let's talk about the delivery, the revisions, and the sign-off. So obviously, after you have completed your tasks and your work and you are ready to go, you are ready now to deliver to your client. So when you deliver to your client, whatever it is going to be, make that process uh, interesting and, and interactive for your client. Don't just hand them something and say, okay, it's done, here it goes. Give them some information and some feedback and give them next steps. Provide a timeline for feedback. When I send a client something, I say, hey, you know, uh, here it is. This is what I was thinking. This is what I came up with. And I would love for you to take three or four days to look at it and think about it and then get back to me. And I, I, I always say, if I don't hear from you, I'll send you a reminder. So the client knows that they have a couple of days. And then after a couple of days or three days, I will send them a reminder if I haven't heard from them already, just saying, hey, I hope that you've enjoyed the work. If you have any questions or anything that you need, let me know. And so that way I'm not asking them for the first time three or four days later when I'm wondering if they've even had a chance to look at it yet. I'm actually asking them a second time and they feel more like they, uh, they need to respond. And so it kind of lights a fire under them and gets them moving. Scheduling the revisions and adding tasks. If there are revisions that the client has, schedule those. Don't feel like you need to do them immediately at that moment. You gave the client a couple of days and that was already decided upon. So the client is already going to feel okay giving you a couple of days as well. It's not going to be that immediate like, hey, did you get a chance? And then they, oh yeah, I did. I, I am now and I'll get back to you right away. They feel like they just got back to you immediately, not within three or four days. And so they're going to expect you to get back to them immediately. So if you set that window at the beginning, then you're going to be able to set that window for your revisions 
and uh, getting them getting back to them, which is not which means you're not going to have to jump off of another task and ruin your productivity on something else to catch up and get uh, the the job done for them. So schedule the revisions and add those tasks with their own due dates and whatnot so that you can jump back into those when it feels best. And then of course, when they say it looks great, ask for some form of sign off so that you have some sort of uh, confirmation that what they saw is now complete and that there aren't going to be revisions in the future. Um, a lot of times clients are busy. You give them what you worked on. They say, okay, great. You think you're done. And then weeks later or months later, they come back saying, hey, so we still wanted this done too. Can you get on that? No, actually, I thought we were done. And sign off is really the only thing that's going to prove uh, to both parties that there was, in fact, something saying that we're done. So get sign off. And then lastly, the follow-up. Always ask for a review. Uh, if they've already left a review because they're an existing client, uh, if they've already left a review on Google, ask for a review on Yelp. If they've already left a review on Yelp, ask for a review on Facebook. If they've already left reviews on everything, just ask for, you know, how did this interaction go? Is there anything that I could have done differently or whatever? Ask for some sort of feedback. And then thank them for that. If they leave a review online, thank them. If they give you some sort of feedback, uh, say thank you. And then ask for a referral. Hey, I, you know, we just redesigned this website for you, got it launched. We just created this new logo for you. And, uh, you know, I, I understand that you love it because you already told me so. Do you have any friends or any business partners or any business relationships where you know they may have a need? Asking for that referral gets them thinking because they've already, they feel like they're already done. They've said thank you. The job is done. They're not really thinking about how can I refer business to this person. But if you ask them for that referral, even if they don't have that referral right now, it's going to make you more readily available in their mind when somebody does have a need or maybe they see it's going to put them on the offense of like looking for like, oh, my my friend's business, their logo is horrible. Like they need I need to put them in contact with this guy or gal. And so it gets them a little bit more on the offense um, and it's going to give you a better opportunity for actually getting additional business moving forward. And then the last thing that I do is schedule a future interaction within my interaction calendar. So depending on what it is, if it's a uh, like a, an advertising piece or a website or something like that, I will check in like 15 days or maybe 30 days later just to see how things are going. Depending on what it is, sometimes it might be much further into the future, like a logo design. I mean, you, typically they're not going to change their logo that often, but maybe in a month or two, you might reach out and say, hey, you know, um, your logo that we did for you, is there anything else we could do? Can we create some new business cards or or uh, maybe your website, you know, can I take a look at that for you? S just some sort of interaction that you can look at and reaching out. Um, you don't have to decide on what that interaction is going to be at the moment, but just putting their name in there so that you're thinking about them X amount of days out is important because otherwise you might never hear from them. And if you never hear from them ever, then the next uh, business they may work with is somebody else's and we don't really want that. 
That is how I manage client projects as a freelancer, as a business owner, um, and even with a lot of the different interactions that I have in my life, uh, even for my own personal projects, I manage them in a very similar way so that I can keep track of everything and make sure that I'm always moving forward and never getting stuck for too long. Of course, that's impossible to not do, but hey, planning helps and being flexible, make sure that we can execute on those plans and not get stuck. So that's gonna do it for today's video. Thank you so much. I know I went through everything a little bit fast. I've definitely been breaking down a lot of these different aspects of how I use Notion into different videos on my channel. So make sure to click that like button, click that subscribe button and ring the bell next to it so you'll be notified. I also have my getting started with Notion course that I am uh, almost done with, maybe done with by the time that you see this. So make sure to check the link out in the description below so you can get access to that immediately. That's gonna do it for today. Thanks so much. I hope all is well with you and I hope to see you back in the next video. Take care.